0: Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into 104.3 The Fan's Coffee Break. James Marilat, Rachel Veal, actually in studio today, along with D-Mac, is at Ball Arena. d can you hear us?
1: I can. I can. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. We're just here at the uh, morning skate for the abs. So, as you can sort of see in the background, that's, uh, they're skating around there.
2: So you're down there on the scene. You know, give us the give us the update. What's the breaking news today? Do we have any update on kadri? What's going on? What's the latest?
1: Yeah, I mean, they just really got out there. And, James, they don't do me any favors because they don't wear numbers on their backs. And uh, I'm blind as a bat. But I, I do not see Kadri. I can do a little investigation to, to let you know. But right now, I'm literally looking at it. I don't see him. Uh... Yeah, so I do not see him. Um, I'll I'll double check on that, but I wouldn't. I mean, they'll have to figure it out without him, one way or the other. I think.
0: A little concerning, obviously. We'd love to see him out there. He's yeah, a you know, top, I, physical guy.
1: I feel bad here. You know, let me. Um, let me um, hey, if, if you want to give me a second and just talk amongst the two of you, and I can just run over and check real quick. Sure. I mean, let's yeah. yeah. it's it's do it. Let's do I'm on the, seat. On the air. Hold, hold on, just give me a second. Give me a. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs>
0: We have so much fun here on Coffee Break. We're always just going with the flow. So, obviously, James Merillat hanging out with me today. And, James, it's game one. Mission 16-W starts. Yep. We're, we've talked about this, it seems like, for forever now. We've been ready for the playoffs. And this has been a conversation a ton. But if they don't win the Stanley Cup or at least make it to the finals, this season is a disappointment.
2: Oh, without a doubt. I think if they don't win the Cup, it's a disappointment. And that's a you know lofty expectation. It can't be any loftier than that. But it's the second straight year. They've come into the Stanley Cup playoffs as the prohibitive favorite. If you don't do it in back-to-back years, if you don't get there, people are going to be disappointed. Now, there are different levels, though, right? Disappointed is one thing. A disaster to me is if you lose in the first round or even if you don't get out of the second round again for a fourth straight year. And I call it a disaster because at that point you start thinking changes have to be made, Mm -hmm. right? Is there an issue with the core? Is it the coach? you know, what do you need to tweak? Because you keep getting the same results, definition of insanity. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think this is a team that is going to get to the cup finals. But just to, you know, spin it forward here, right? If they get to the finals and they lose to Florida, who won the President's Trophy in seven games, it's disappointing. But it's not a disaster. We're not going to be calling for Jared Bednar's head and blow up the core or any of that kind of thing. So really the nervous part of it, is this round against Nashville, and then the next round if they get there, that's when everybody's going to start, uh, you know, kind of getting a little bit tight of like, okay, can they get over this hump?
0: Mm-hmm. D Mac, back with us. D Mac, what did you find out? Shoo! Okay, here's what <laughs> threw me off.
1: The, the the jerseys that they're in because they're working power play and penalty kill, so that's why they're in kind of different color jerseys than from practice when they usually wear colored jerseys by their line. Ca- that's why I didn't catch Cadre right away. He is out there. Padre's there, and he's working with the top power play line.
0: Okay, so there you good go. to know. And obviously, Gabriel Landeskog came back this weekend. How has he been looking out on the ice?
1: Oh, fantastic. Gabe looks great. And, uh, you know, they they knew he was going to have to have that surgery for a while. So they really just timed it out. Gabe said yesterday he was a little nervous, obviously, because uh, the surgery – But it really was a calculated move to have him back right this time. And it's worked out. He probably actually could have been back a couple of weeks ago, to be honest with you. But, you know, why push it at that point? Um, Gabe is absolutely fine. Ryan Murray is out here. It's just like he hasn't been officially cleared. Um, But, again, that's another guy. If they need him, they could use him as well. This team is absurdly healthy. For the first time all year, they're unbelievably healthy.
2: Yeah, and DMAC, in terms of you know calculated moves, right? Like that was by design. The last couple weeks of the season, it was much more about make sure everybody is healthy. Now they lost six out of seven, and that's certainly not the momentum or lack thereof that you want going into the off season when you are into the postseason. When you look at it, was it worth it to make sure? Hey, you're down there. Everybody's on the ice. Everybody's ready to go. And sort of, hey, you, you take the losses and don't worry about momentum. How are you kind of looking at that strategy as they head into game one?
1: Well, the game that really mattered uh, was that Blues game, okay, last week. the The National game on Thursday just sort of so so mattered, and the the Minnesota game uh, at the end of the year, I, they didn't even take like six guys. That that didn't matter at all. What they what they needed to do was when they needed to have it. Against a good team like St. Louis, they needed to bring it, and they did. And we just saw, by the way, what St. Louis did to Minnesota in the playoffs, by the way, last night, which is crazy. And so I'm fine with it. But, 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 but up until that game against St. Louis, I think it was fair to have some questions about what's going on, but they kind of proved themselves in that particular game. So I think that's good enough. And uh, they are going to come out like a house on fire. (laughs) It's going to be crazy how they come out tonight.
0: That's kind of my next question is, what is the mood out there? Is it just business as usual? Are they excited that it's the playoffs? What's the mood?
1: It's been heavy on their back for a year. It's been wearing on them, especially the leaders like uh, McKinnon and Landis So I think it's kind of a sense of relief. Like, finally, here we are again. We're, we're to our real season. So so there's, there's I think, a bit of jump, a bit of life, you know, with this team because they slogged through what they had to do. They had a great year. They won games in all sorts of ways, close games, overtime games, blowouts, and they just kept winning, 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 winning until, yeah, okay, a little drip near the end, but not to take that seriously. So I think you've got a refreshed team, an excited team, and a healthy team, a very, very dangerous uh, team with the avalanche.
2: Yeah, my read on it tonight's the same, DMac. I mean, one, they're going up against a backup goaltender, but two, they've kind of been waiting. The the regular season's been somewhat of a formality, right? Like, let's just get to this. And this is a team that had put up more touchdowns than a Pat Shermer offense. I feel like we could see one of those (laughs) nights tonight, right, where they're putting up a seven spot. Are you kind of getting the same vibe?
1: Uh, I was going to make my prediction 6-2, to two, uh, but maybe 2 is uh, optimistic for the Predators. Listen, you can't discount the Predators. First of all, Matt Duchesne has had a hell of a, a year for them. He's got, um, I think, 43 goals, something like that. Roman Yossi is the leading scorer for their team as a defenseman, and I hate to say it, but he probably is going to beat out Kale McCarr for the Norris because his scoring season has been re- he is the Nikola Jokic of the Predators, meaning there's just not a lot of other guys around him, and it's unusual you get that type of production from a defenseman. Uh, but hey, let's let's face it—they they—they're not going with, you um, see, Saros. He's hurt, and they just got a backup who's like, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, I don't know if you caught it. They're up four nothing on the Coyotes a couple days ago. They blow a four goal lead to the Coyotes. And that's the goalie, the, the avalanche you're facing tonight? 6-2, 7-1, James, Rachel. I mean, something like that tonight.
0: You can't discredit this Predators team, though, because they do have the 1-3 record on the Avs in the regular season. So you can't completely discredit them. They've got pieces, but I think missing the goaltender in UC Saros is going to be the major key for them tonight, which is interesting. Like, he must be pretty hurt if he's going to be missing this game.
1: Uh, he's got some sort of ankle injury, and he suffered it a couple of days before the uh, Avalanche played the Predators. So, hey, Bob, I don't wish ill on anybody, but he can, he can play golf starting in two weeks, and that's fine by me. You know, let's just get through this series and onwards and upwards to Minnesota or St. Louis. So you just got to handle business against a team that you're much better than. And it's not lost on these guys that they were the eight seed, playing Nashville the one seed not that many years ago. Um, and boy, the tables have turned. So I don't think there's anything all that scary about the Predators, to be quite honest with you. And I'm not saying you can't get lucky and steal a game, but trust me, you'd be lucky to steal a game against the Avalanche.
2: Yeah, no. but the more I hear that, D-Mac, that makes me more nervous, right? I heard you yesterday (laughs) on the drive with Matt Smith, and he's talking about how ticket prices are dropping and like, okay, everybody's overlooking this series. Everybody's overlooking Nashville that makes me a little nervous. Am I just being, am I just being paranoid? You don't see this as being anything, but it's James, a four or five. Here, year series. here I
1: Here I am with the pom pom James. I'm waving it. There's, there's, I can look around the arena. There's 19,000 of them. I'll put this, I'll put this one back. Uh, person in uh, section one thirty two, row 12 seat four. I'm not going to steal your pom pom, but listen, man, if it sounds like we're a bunch of cheerleaders, it's for the right reason. Uh, there's no reason for this series to be close. Uh, What's his face? Coach Sutter said, you know, it's a waste of time for anybody playing, waste of eight days playing anybody uh, against the Avalanche in the first round. And it's a backup goalie. It's a team that probably did as good as they could to even make the playoffs after, you know, um, escaping Vegas. I mean, don't forget, we've been on cruise control for the playoffs. The Predators have been battling it out just to get to the playoffs. It really seriously feels to me like the Predators are the Nuggets. It's happy that they're here. If they can get a game, great. But the Avalanche have bigger fish to fry.
0: All right. Well, we know there's pom-poms down at Ball Arena. Can you give us a sneak peek if there's anything else for Avalanche fans that are going to be going down there tonight?
1: Well, they already have. Can you see the score on the scoreboard? It says abs three, Predators one with 19.55. Let's go in the second. That'd be an interesting prediction right there. I uh, I assume they're not clairvoyant down here. I assume they're just testing something out on the jumbo front. But uh, but we have we have a prediction of three to one um, heading into the second period. So there you go. How's that? How's that for a prediction?
0: We'll take it. All right, D Thank you so much for hanging out with us. D is actually going to be going on the road covering this Avalanche team for their entire run. So he'll be joining us live for coffee break for multiple days and hopefully for the next two months um for you know hopefully this long playoff run but Mac, thank you so much we really appreciate you hanging out
1: okay we'll see you guys we'll
2: see, see dmack
0: all right obviously so cool to have him down there we love dmac. his energy is just everything
2: oh he's all over it i mean stopping in the middle of his segment to go see what the update is on kadri he's got the pom-pom like just makes me look forward to the next couple of months of him doing this all over the yeah. country as the abs hopefully uh, carry this all the way i'm telling you though rachel and maybe it's the you know just the the old guy in me right i'm stressed but i'm i'm stressed and i hear him talking about it and it reminds me of 1996 the broncos right he said they were cruising into the playoffs the broncos were 12 and 1 that year had clinched home field advantage by december 1st, took the foot off the gas and then what happens the jacksonville jaguars who had to scrape and claw and i think it took a miss extra point in a game they weren't even involved with for them to get into the playoffs and then they come into Denver and upset the Broncos, it makes me nervous when one team has been having a go, 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 and play with a sense of urgency, and the other one has it. Now, the difference is, in hockey, it's not one game and you're done, right? So if you lay an egg in game one, you can still kind of circle the wagons and correct it, but, you know, it, it, it's Soros will be back by game three. Mm-hmm. So you really got to take care of business these first two games. You're playing against a backup goaltender. You have home ice advantage. You don't want to give that away you kind of don't want to give Nashville hope, mm-hmm. right? Like just make him realize, Hey, this is, this is not going to happen. We're hitting a buzzsaw here. Let's start worrying about tea times and things like that. If you give them hope and you let them hang around, and especially if they win game one or, or two and steal one here, all of a sudden you got yourself in a first round matchup that is, is more difficult than it should be. So tonight I think you want to come out, be that buzzsaw. I'm predicting the touchdown. I'm predicting seven. Mm-hmm. Um and just make the Predators realize hey they're up against it in this series.
0: I think too is there's so much like everyone in the NHL knows what's happened to this Avalanche team the past two years. It's no surprise. So if you do give Nashville any sort of hope, I think that they can ride off of that. But to your point about the Broncos, I think that's what happened the past two years for the Apps, right? Back in nineteen ninety six. I think that's what happened and I think this year. I'm hoping. I get nervous, but I'm hoping.
2: Well, you know, I, I I'm, I'm nervous about it just cuz of what mm-hmm. we've seen, right? Like it, it it's a it's a group that has been super talented the last couple of years, had a great regular season, especially last year, yep. came in as the favorite, and when it doesn't happen, I think you're going to le- it's going to lead to everybody being nervous. And I think part of that will be down there with with the guys on the ice too of, you know, there's going to be a little bit of tension. Now, D-Max vibe was, "Hey, they're ready to go and they're going to come out flying." I think they will. But to me, it's what's going to happen when they hit some adversity. Mm-hmm. Because last year, they sweep through the first round. They win the first two games against Vegas, and they're up in game three. And I distinctly remember, you know, it's going through Twitter, and you're looking at the national guys, and they're saying, hey, the ABS may not lose a game en route to winning the cup, which was silly, but that's how well they were playing. And it flipped like Crumbled. that. And once it went bad, and they blew game three, Maybe a soft goal or two by Grubauer, they had no answer. It, it was, I mean, the series and the season was over in a blink of an eye, like in less than a week, and it, that's the part of it of okay, how do they deal with that adversity? Because if this is going to go on for two months, right, and we're talking about Mission 16W to get to 16 postseason wins. You're gonna have some some pitfalls. And how do you ride through that? How does Jared Bednar navigate him through that? How do the, the leaders of this team, that's Landis Gog and McKinnon and McCarr, how do they deal with that? That's the part of it we haven't seen. Because last year, as soon as they had some adversity, it, it, it fell apart. That, to me, is going to be the big test that they have to overcome.
0: We'll see. We'll continue this Colorado Avalanche talk later this afternoon to Jake Shapiro, Will Peterson, to be joining me on Avalanche Faceoff. Tune in at 3 p.m. We'll be talking about the Predator series, what we're expecting to see from them, and everything else. But some more kind of... Nuggets and Avs news is Stan Kroenke talked about possibly redoing the parking lot at Ball Arena. But my question is, it looks great. I don't know if you were able to see like a look of the design or like the drop that they sketched. Yeah, we have got it on the screen right here. Looks great. Looks very cool. You know, would be a great place to hang out. But, one, your Colorado Avalanche don't have a practice facility. They are practicing at a place where anyone can go and watch. Yeah. And the Nuggets, too, their practice facility is just in Ball Arena in a tiny little court. So why not invest this money into your teams?
2: Well, we're seeing this—the one rendering. Are there multiple views? Like, are we going to finally wrecking? I'm going to make somebody mad with this. (laughs) We're going to finally bring the wrecking ball out, and Elitches is just going to go by the wayside, and we're going to redevelop that whole area. And yeah, certainly a part of that should be practice facilities for the two teams that call it home. It's kind of laughable that the best team in the NHL, or at least the favorites to win the Stanley Cup they practice and they always follow like the 6 a.m. beer league guys right like
0: kids are playing arcade games next right to
2: them. <laughs> right like that's kind of silly so i would hope if they're going to redevelop that entire area that it includes things for the teams and it's not just you know restaurants and commercial and apartments and condos and million dollar views of the platte river and all those kind of things so i would certainly hope so they can put that area to better use. And again, mm-hmm. no knock on Elitches. Let's just move that thing out by the airport or Dicks or something like that.
0: And there's been all the talk, too, about Empower Field moving and building a new stadium for the Broncos and moving it over by Ball Arena. So it will be interesting in years to come. If you had to just, like, have the best design possible, would you move Empower Field next to Ball and make it this, like, giant area?
2: Uh, or would that just yeah. make parking
0: an absolute nightmare?
2: No, I mean, it would be cool. Like, if I, I was in, at the time when it, when it got passed, I was against just trying to make... Mile High Stadium 2.0. To me, it was always, hey, if you're going to redo the stadium, let's get something new. Let's get something cool. And Empower Field is is kind of what the new Comiskey Park is in Major League Baseball. Like, that was the last stadium built before Camden Yards, and then they've all been really cool in these retro stadiums and downtown since then, and Comiskey's just sort of like this. Oh, that was a that was a miss. That's how Empower Field is because you think about the places that have been built since then, Jerry's World and SoFi and – Allegiant in Vegas and the bird's nest in Atlanta. And it's all these really cool places. And you go out to Arizona and they've got all the entertainment around there. And the the hockey arena is nearby. So something similar to that would be cool. I don't know that it has to be there. It just has to be something that's a little more thought out. And can we just put a roof on the place so we can have bowl games, so we can have a Super Bowl, so we can have a Final Four? Like, let's, let's think big. As opposed to, hey, let's just have something that's got you know club seats and suites and is better for the media. Nobody cares about us. I'd have just assumed they kept Old Mile High. At least it had some charm.
0: Yeah. I think you have to have a retractable roof. Obviously, you got to be able to use weather to your advantage. But I do. And I know a lot of people are like, no, here in Colorado, we play real football. We don't get like the dome. We want the Super Bowl here. Hey, Who doesn't want the Super Bowl in Denver?
2: They can have a retractable roof. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And they can make it the team policy. It's open for every home game. It doesn't matter you know what the weather is. like. I would be fine with that. I've sat out in the Elements many a times at Old Mile High and at the new stadium. I'm fine with that. But you're, you're telling me when they're playing Baltimore in 2000 in the 2012 playoffs and you have Peyton Manning and it's like eight below, you He's wouldn't so have liked bo- to have the option? That was option my birthday, James. To- <laughs> it <laughs> okay. was my birthday. So you know... Shutting the, shutting the roof, you wouldn't have liked to at least had that debate? I would have. So, um, look, if they put a retractable roof on it, it's going to be open 95% of the time, right? We all, we all know it's the Chamber of Commerce, right? 300 sunny days a year. But you want to have that option. And then, yeah, you want to get Super Bowls and Final Four and other big events. And just look at how many things are down at Jerry's World. The Cowboy Games are just a fraction of what goes on down there. You need to have a new facility fall into that category.
0: So, would you say that you would pretty much assume that the new owner will build a stadium?
2: I don't know that he's going to build a new one, but they're going to do something either with what they have, or they're going to build a new one. Okay. Um, I don't think you're going to look at it in you know ten years from now. We're going to be rolling down there, and it's just you know same old Empower Field with some updated signage and you know a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think they're either going to significantly upgrade the current stadium and the area around it. You know that we, we saw that at one point that just south of the stadium they were going to develop it and do some things. Uh, something is going to be done. It's not, you're not going to go down there in 2032 and look at the exact same experience you have now.
0: Yeah, definitely not. All right. Some other Bronco news. Our very own Jake Shapiro had some breaking news yesterday that the Broncos, they're going to London to play the Jags on most likely October 30th. Hasn't officially been announced, but we've got sources who are telling us it's happening. Huge congrats to Jake, first of all, on breaking that story. It was yeah, massive. But... Yeah,
2: and we're here on October 30th, I yep. believe is the date that has been rumored. His
0: birthday. Yeah,
2: you know, a little birthday weekend trip in London would be uh, would be nice. Not too bad. Um, it actually works out well for the Broncos because, you know, with the 17-game schedule, you alternate every year when you have nine home games and nine road games they were going to have nine road games this year so now it's eight home eight road one neutral london maybe it isn't completely neutral now for the jags because they play there every single year but you know it's a little bit different than just having to go on the road for nine games in front of you know the the opposition's home fans so i think it's kind of cool i think it'll be a you know nice to hopefully it's the seven thirty a.m game you get to get up and you know have breakfast at wimbledon and just have it be broncos version
0: oh my gosh so fun have you ever wanted to go to london
2: yeah i think it'd be great me too i've never been never been you, i think we could get coffee break there
0: tea time i in think that'd, london, be ideal. I, that'd be ideal i like it i like it a lot um when you come and look at this season obviously schedule's coming out soon but which games do you really have circled for the most is this one now because they're going to london that you're like circle that one
2: well see i always look at the broncos schedule as, hey what's the road trip i want to go on mm-hmm. Right, and you know every year, well, like Vegas, that would be an easy one. That's okay. That that's kind of a, a, a the ultimate backup plan if there's nothing else that's cool. Or going to L. A. to watch the Chargers uh, and the Broncos. I look at it and say, well, what can I combine it with a college game? So when they played at Lambeau a couple of years ago, we went up and Wisconsin was playing Michigan that weekend. So it was like, it was the ultimate football weekend. You get Michigan, Wisconsin, Broncos, Packers. So not having the game in Jacksonville kind of eliminates a couple options, right? Yeah. Like maybe you go to a Gators game and, and work that in there. So, you know, you're not going to work a college football game into the London trip. Uh, not that, not that that's <laughs> but there's the, a lot of other things, a lot you other can work things <laughs> to do, but like they play, I think they play at Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. So that's right in the heart of college football country. What else could you work into it? So when the schedule comes out on May 12th, That'll be my first thing is, okay, how do I match college football games? They're at Seattle. You know, is, is Washington at home that weekend? That kind of thing. How do you pair it up and have the ultimate football weekend?
0: I mean, I think you have to circle that Seattle game for obvious reasons. A, a lot of kind of drama going on with that game. But I'm also very curious to figure out who's going to open up the season in the NFL. Are they going to pair Russell Wilson with um, the Rams and Stafford? You know, like what is that going to look like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the – when it when the – move mate was made initially with Russell Wilson coming here. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's going to be the Sunday night game mm-hmm. opening weekend. He returns back to Seattle. Plus you look at it and you think, okay, the Seahawks aren't going to probably be very good. Yes. So you want to have that game early in the year before everybody realizes, mm-hmm. Oh, the Seahawks with drew locker, you know, three and 10, it takes a little bit of the luster off that game. So I would think it would be early in the season. I'm staying with that prediction. I don't think it's going to be Broncos Rams to open the year um i don't know off the top of my head it's clearly they play the chiefs but is the chiefs are the chiefs in la or is that game in kansas city mm-hmm. like there are some other matchups when you're the rams you're the defending super bowl champs that would certainly get a uh, a lot of attention on i mean the opening game is going to get a ton of attention anyway yeah. but we all remember that shootout from a few years ago a game like that would probably trump uh, broncos and rams
0: i just need to give a shout out too to at&t on their matthew stafford commercial about how like if you change, like it can be life changing, you know. I, I find that commercial hilarious. Are you serious? No. Listen, I don't watch a lot of TV. I've, I just watch sports. But you haven't seen that commercial?
2: No, I I watch streaming services. They don't have James, this is so
0: disappointing. Anyways, he goes on to say like it's like life changing like moves, but you still have love for your old carrier and stuff like that. Like, okay, like, oh, I'll have to. We'll find this not after coffee break next time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, but I will make one bet. I bet it's Kansas City and Broncos for the last game of the season.
2: I could see that. I could see that because mm-hmm. you you figure, all right, that's the marquee quarterback matchup. Yep. It's for the you know has a good chance of being for the AFC West title. Um, it's kind of nice, right? We're looking at it saying, hey, late season games. It's not oh, let's play meaningful games in November and December, which was the goal last year. Yes. It's uh, let's play meaningful games in January. That's uh, that's a nice change of pace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we heard D Max predictions for tonight's game. Give me yours.
2: I think the Avs come out tonight, and I think it's a buzzsaw. I really do. I'm sticking with my seven spot.
0: Oh, you did say that. So I, I'm how many gonna, are you giving the Preds?
2: I think they'll get a couple. I think it's 7-2. So, uh, look, the, the Avs are going to hit the over by themselves. We'll That's go it. with that. 7-2.
0: I think I'm going 5-2. Yeah, I know they got the backup goaltender and I still think that they're going to put up a lot. But the question is, how will they play in the third period? That's going to be the main question to me. Are they going to let off the gas and put on the brakes a little bit? Or are they going to go full steam ahead?
2: I'll say this. We're going to know in the first period Yeah. Right. Like, I I think if you, if you look up and it's DMAC had the uh, clairvoyant prediction of it was three, one, five seconds into the second period. Yep. If that's the case, it is well on their way to a seven to two type of a night. If it's, you know, zero, zero after one or the Preds have a lead, that's all of a sudden when you start getting tight. Mm-hmm. If you're the abs, I know it's only game one. But you start thinking, oh, 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 it's playoff hockey. Or we, you know, are we going to have this happen again? Yeah. So I really think that first period, and heck, maybe even the first ten minutes. You just want to come out and just come at them in waves like they did last year in the first round, like they did last year in the first two games against Vegas, and just sort of uh, eliminate all hope for Nashville.
0: All right. Well, we will see. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Coffee Break. Huge shout out to DMAC as well for joining us from Ball Arena. James, as always, so much fun. And we will be, again, 3 p.m. for Face Off. Will Peterson, Jake Shapiro, and I, we're going to be breaking down the Preds, everything you need to know about this series. And then we're back again tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. with Coffee Break. We'll see everybody later.